One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I'm going to invite Ellie up to speak. Let's make Ellie feel really, really welcome as she comes this morning. Okay, there's so much in this passage on prayer that literally when I sat down to prepare this, I just had so many messages vying for my attention and I thought to myself, come on, you've got 10 minutes, what are you going to concentrate on? So if there's one thing that I'd really like you to take from today is the headline is keep on knocking. Now I'm going to start my time now, all right? <laughs> so anyway, right at the start of the passage... Jesus is asked by one of his disciples, Lord, teach us to pray. And in the next few verses, he goes on to teach us what we now know to be the Lord's Prayer, which I'm not going to go into today. (laughs) But what it's worth picking up is what he was teaching them there is what to pray. But what I am going to go into now is the story he then goes on to tell about the midnight caller asking for bread which actually, when I looked into it further, I realised it was very challenging because in it, he's teaching his disciples and us how to pray. So let's picture the scene. It's dark, it's midnight, you've got to sleep, you've got your kids to sleep in the bed next to you, you're in your studio flat and it's really quiet and finally everything is still. And then bang, 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 bang. And you do that kind of wake up, what? Oh no, it must be really bad. So you look, check, kids are still asleep, good. Open your window and have a look. And it's your neighbour and you think, oh no. So you open the window, what's happened? What's going on, are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just wondering, have you got any leftovers? I've got a friend who's just popped round and, you know, I've got nothing to give him. What? Kids are asleep. I was asleep. Now come on, man. Oh, please. Look, I mean, it's embarrassing. He's turned up and I really want to give him something to it. No, go away. You can imagine how the conversation plays out. But the interesting thing is, we're told that the caller goes away with what he asked for. Why? (laughs) You got it. Now, it clearly wasn't convenient for the man to get up and give this guy bread in the middle of the night. 
And we're told he didn't get up to give him bread simply because he was his friend. We, told, we were told that he got up. Why? Because of his shameless audacity. Because of his persistence. So what is this phrase, shameless audacity? So I decided to look it up. What does it mean? It means this, a lack of sensitivity to what is proper. Not caring about the good opinion of others. So in this context, it basically meant that the, fu- that the guy came and he asked with such shameless boldness that it took real guts to do it. It was daring to ask for something without caring at all what anybody thought of your boldlessness, boldness or shamelessness, should I say. And note that in the story, it's not even a father that the man's coming to, to ask for bread. So Jesus is really making the point later on in the passage, how much more will a father listen to the persistent or even audacious requests of his children? And it got me thinking, do I pray like that? Do I pray with that level of confidence and persistence that Jesus is talking about here? With that shameless audacity that the man in the story was was really knocking with. And then I realised that the key to praying like that is in the knowing who we're coming to. So to pray with that sort of confidence and expectation, we really need to know and be secure in our relationship with God as our Father. And it's no mistake that right at the beginning of the passage, Jesus says to his disciples, when you pray, say, Father. So we, as Christians, as children of God, need to live in the reality of knowing God as Father, as our perfect, loving, heavenly Father, who is 100% good and who wants to give us good things. As we sang this morning, great choice, Paul, (laughs) good, good Father. It's true. And because he's our father, God wants us to be honest and authentic with him. He wants us to pray bold, honest prayers, prayers from the heart, a kind of laying your soul bare type of prayer. And I thought, do I? Do we? Do we pray those really authentic, honest prayers because we know we're coming to our dad? Or are we more praying out of a sort of religious duty that we fall into, but without any real expectation of getting an answer. I've found from experience that it's definitely easier praying these types of prayers when you're in a place on your own. (laughs) I know I'm definitely more honest and less self-conscious when I don't think I can be heard. And actually, it's interesting that in the Bible, it does say that Jesus often took himself off to a quiet place on his own to pray. So it's not to say we can't pray prayers like that corporately. We can. But what I'm saying is when I've prayed like that, many times I've been in my car because no one can hear me there and I can literally be shouting to God in my car and the tears can be falling down my cheeks and I can be really going for it. And then you stop at traffic lights and you just really hope that the person in the lane next to you A, isn't looking at you and B, doesn't know you. (laughs) But anyway, moving on in the passage, in verse 9, Jesus continues to emphasise the point about persistence by saying, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. 
So here he's reinforcing the idea of persistence by the intensity, the increasing intensity of the action words there, ask, seek, knock. Because seeking is stronger than asking and knocking is stronger than seeking. And we know that in many areas of life, the will to persevere is often the difference between success and failure. If you've ever tried to learn a musical instrument or um, get anybody that's got good at a sport. I remember when I first started learning languages at school and I started Spanish and I thought, how am I ever going to string together a sentence in this language, let alone be fluent in it? And yet, you know what? Through years of perseverance, I did get there. And I'm sure many of you have got many examples in your own lives of where you've persevered to get to where you want to be. I think of so many things like learning to drive, potty training children, and and, and things like that. (laughs) In fact, there are loads of areas. And actually, it really does beg the question, doesn't it? Are we persevering in our prayer life? I'm preaching to myself here, guys. Do we keep on knocking like the man needing bread? Do we badger on and on as children do to get what they want? Or do we effectively play knock and run with our prayers? In other words, do we knock on the Father's door, but when we don't get an answer, straight away we run away, having given up too easily? He's not interested in my prayers. He's not really interested in me. Have we given up on our blessed lists? Are we persevering in prayer to see the ones that we know and love come to know Jesus? Again, I'm preaching to myself. (laughs) I remember a while ago when Francis and I um, had a Havesmere home group and we had a lady in our home group who she had been praying for years for her husband to come to know the Lord and while we were, she was with us in our home group, we as a home group were praying as well for years for this guy to come to know the Lord and you know what, praise God, after about 20 odd years he came to know the Lord, it was such a joy and you know to this day I still hang on to that And it helps me in believing for those that I'm praying for. Jesus finishes up in the passage in verse 11 by saying this, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And there's the punchline. Jesus is making it clear that it's the Holy Spirit, being God himself, that's the greatest gift we could ever receive. And by specifying that the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift we could ever receive, he's not promising that he'll meet every one of our earthly requests, although sometimes he does. But he is promising the gift of his presence with us. And while we should go boldly to God with all of our requests, we should do so trusting him that he knows what's best for us and will give us what we need. One of my favourite Tim Keller quotes is this, God will either give us what we ask for in prayer or he will give us what we would have asked for if we knew all that he knows. And we know from experience that God doesn't always answer our prayers according to our timetables. And sometimes it feels like he doesn't even answer our prayers at all. But you know what? We just have to keep reminding ourselves we're not God, we're human. We don't know or understand all that he does. But what I do believe and trust is that we can trust him because he is good. And like the friend at midnight, our job is to keep on knocking. 
Keep on asking, keep on seeking. Like little children ceaselessly badgering their dad, we must learn to persist in our prayers. Be boldly authentic, be audacious, because we're bringing them to our heavenly Father who loves us and who wants to give us good things. But everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. What's on your heart this morning? What do you need to persist in prayer for today? Let me encourage you. Don't give up. Keep on knocking. Amen.